So the thing about this movie is that there is there is one point where I feel like a smidgen of guilt, and then I feel no guilt at all because you know what I like this thing. You were also a crab in a past life. No. That guarded a treasure. No, not that. Not oh. that. It's the that's good pork scene. What? <laughs> it's when Moana says that's good pork. And Pua looks up at her and she's like, oh, I gotta go. Um, you see, the thing is, we watched this movie yesterday. And we did pause in the middle of the movie so that I could grill us some pork for dinner. Oh, no. And this entire time... And you enjoyed it a lot. No. We both enjoyed that good pork. I'm John. And I'm Bethany. And this is... Home Viewing. A podcast where we watch every movie in our movie library. From A to Z. This week we watched... Moana. You you are you are doing... Huh? Like, announcer voice right now. You're doing like... <laughs> you're doing and like... And this week... You're, you're doing on like our podcast. radio voice. You're, you're, you're doing like... Come on down to... No, you can't do it because you already have one. Maybe Mike's. Yes, yeah, that doesn't the sound best any place in different. Town. Doesn't sound any different than usual. It, yes, it does. It sounds. Hold on. Hold on. I, I have a. I, I have. No. What? No. no. <laughs> I have a specific voice that I did when I was like doing promos and stuff. Like, listen to the back alley pork roost on I... W R E K. No, that that ain't it. It's it's that's what I was doing. No. I did when I was. It's on, different. Uh, this is a movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's also a podcast where we're married. We don't mention that aspect enough. We're not married outside of the podcast. No, this is a contractual <laughs> marriage. Once we finish watching all the movies in our library. Oh my gosh! I'm free. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> That's how it works. Wait, but we didn't get married before the podcast started no no the marriage uh kicked in like a little bit into the podcast mm. it was like a it was like a rider in the contract mm. mm-hmm. that's the bit you got to stick to the bit sure <laughs> it's just what happens to the dogs when we end the podcast like does one they're go to- mine oh no you get the cats <laughs> oh no <laughs> it seems mean to split them up, you know. Bad end of that deal. Yep. <laughs> no, I love all of my animals equally. It's just that, <laughs> it's just that some yep. dogs are more just equal like than others. Moana loves Hey Hey and Pua the same. <laughs> Moana is a good movie. It's a very good movie. Moana is a really good movie. It is a movie that I like to watch when I'm feeling down. Because sometimes you just need to get a good cry out. And I cry for like a good 30% of that movie. The whole 100% of that movie. I cry for every song that's not You're Welcome (laughs) or Shiny. Shiny I sing along completely earnestly. You're Welcome I sing along like kind of earnestly. 
But every other song I do cry during because I love them. And I love this movie a lot. Wow. Well, that was a short episode, wasn't Very it? Very short episode. <laughs> <laughs> L- literally, literally, I think when they first released the first promos and all you could hear was, away, away, I was like, oh, God. Cute. That's that's maybe not the right yeah, key for the song. Just like- or just not the right key for me. But like, literally. You were close. I'm pretty sure it's like. We tell the stories of our elders in. No, you're no, I, I missed it again. I I'm trying I'm trying to do Lynn voice, and only Lynn can do. Oh, Lynn yeah, voice. only Lynn can do Lynn and voice. You know what? Lynn voice is actually appropriate in this one. It works so well in that song. Uh, that's I think that's a lot of what gets me about this movie is the music because. And don't, no offense to the Lopez's. No offense to the Lopez's. They did all the Coco music. They did do all the Coco music. And the Coco music was freaking fantastic. But Coco was not specifically a musical. Coco was a movie with music performances in it. Though I guess you could argue that the last scene does become a musical in a way. The whole, the whole movie's about music. Well, it's about music, but it's not a musical. It's like the difference ah. between... It's like School of Rock. The movie. That's not, not, a not the musical. School yeah. of Rock isn't a musical. School of Rock is a, a movie, movie with about music. music. Yeah, it's a movie with music performances in it. I see. It's like how some parts of La La Land are, are musical and some parts are just performances. Yeah, I don't know what that thing is. Well, La La Land is straight up a musical, oh. but it does have like one is performance in there too. Mm. Arguably, it's sing- a lot of dialogue though. You now you're confusing musicals and operas. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can also have dialogue in operas, but okay. Yeah, well, but the majority of it is sung. A musical can have any amount of hybrid in there. Now, art. So, like Hamilton, could arguably be considered either a musical or an opera. I feel like no, but it's also so specifically Broadway. It's definitely not an opera. Rent Rent is arguably a rock no. Opera. Re- and Jesus Christ Superstar, some might say, is oh, the definitive goodness. rock opera. Okay, well, let's just, talk about Moana. <laughs> Moana is a movie musical. Okay, sure. Animated movie musical. Um, the latest selection in the Disney Princess Empire. Now, I kind of wanted to say that this was the least white Disney Princess movie, and then I remembered that Mulan and yeah. exists, which is definitively the least white Disney Princess movie. Yeah, as in... Yeah. Yeah. Well, but this movie didn't have any white people in it either. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was like the, the least. In the yeah. Show. I mean, it was the least white Disney princess movie before. Beforehand. Oh, before. Like, like yeah. Culturally speaking, like it's not the first one to have. Yeah. Exactly. No Ex- white people. Exactly. Arguably, Aladdin also has. Yeah. No white people, but also it is filled with white people. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it is also very Orientalist and based on like. A, Pretty harmful story. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> this is based on Polynesian myth, Polynesian Hawaiian Maori, mm-hmm. like, which is why it's so cool that they got my boy Temuera Morrison in there, <laughs> voice of the chief. Oh, I remember like seeing it for the first time, and I'm like, I know that voice. Why do I know that voice? That voice is very. Is that Django Fett? It's, it's Django. <laughs> Django Fett is in of the building? Course. Yes, Django Fett is in the building. <laughs> Listen, it I think 
No, I feel like Temuera has had I in 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 popular culture, I feel like we've been seeing a lot more of Temuera Morrison lately. Mm-hmm. Because he's an Aquaman, which he's good in that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um we are re Disney has been like reclaiming the prequels in like a good way. It's it's <laughs> I'm very happy and this is a spoiler if you haven't seen season two of The Mandalorian and plan on watching it, just skip the next thirty seconds. Very happy that they got him back to play Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. Like, uh, it's just top-notch, top-notch. Wonderful. Are you saying there's people who haven't seen The Mandalorian? Maybe. I don't believe you. Well, they should. They should watch it. very good. I have a lot of feelings. Temuera is great in it. You should have... You know what? Doesn't (laughs) matter. (laughs) You... When I said Your Tem- 30 seconds are up. When I said Temwera Morrison and spoiler alert the Mandalorian, you should have put that together already. So, it's fine. It's fine. Everything is good. Troy Polamalu, the Hawaiian um, NFL player, has like a little cameo as one of the villagers. Oh, really? Yeah. How do you know? You look this up? Or- it was in the credits. We watched all the credits last night. And you recognize that name. Anyone who watched football while I was in high school would recognize that name. I don't remember who exactly he played for, but I know that he was at the Super Bowl a couple of times. He was... he Also, not everyone has a name on their jersey that's just Polomalu, which is a great name on the back of a jersey. Along with very long, curly hair draping down out the back of his helmet. So yes, I remember Troy Polomalu. <laughs> <laughs> and then wow. Nicole Scherzinger from Everything... Is in there? Uh huh. List Pussycat Dolls, a bunch of a bunch of other stuff. Like she's just kind of there. You know, members of the Pussycat Dolls. I look. Listen, I I got deep into <laughs> wow Moana uh-huh. cast lore. Okay, uh-huh. so I looked it all up. Yeah, I looked it all up. Jermaine Clement. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jermaine that one Clement makes is sense. wonderful and perfect in the role of Tamatoa, and I know for a fact because Lynn actually said he's like. When I knew that we were getting Tamatoa in there, I thought about my favorite Flight of the Concord song, which is Bowie's in Space. <laughs> so I thought I would just write my version of that. Man. It's pitch perfect Bowie parody, too. Mm-hmm. Like, down to, like, the psychedelic stuff at the end where he's like, nah, 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 nah. He, he also does just such a good Bowie impression. Like, oh, oh. I love it, man. Like, the way he, the way he hits the... Man, is just so. <laughs> Do, g- give me, give me your Bowie. Do a Bowie I for don't me. Ha- no, I don't have a Bowie. Freak out in a moon daydream. Oh yeah, That's that was that no, was a me. That not... wasn't a Bowie. If I could do, let me see. Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start over the beginning. Okay, so (laughs) even though I am only (laughs) 29 young years, it still bothers me that now everything is in computers. But but Moana was like really, I don't know, it felt really immersive and not as bad as like Frozen. Mm. Like Frozen gives me like a little bit like... PS2 cutscene vibes. Yeah, this one didn't have that as badly. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was made later than Frozen, first of all. But even, like, compared to, like, Frozen 2, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like this one is more aware of the medium of animation, and I think it does such a good job with the textures. Could also be the setting. 
I think the setting is helpful, like not relying on like woodlands and crags and yeah. stuff like that. But like how do they how do they make the water look like that? I don't know. Lots of money. How the, how they make the lava rocks look like that? How they make the sand look like that? Like literally the opening se- sequence is so pretty. Like mm-hmm. when she's on the beach. Yeah. And oh, the shells. Baby Moana is the cutest. And the sea tur- when she saves the sea turtle. Yeah. That was probably my favorite thing about Hawaii is that sea turtles are just everywhere in the water. Oh, look at Miss Fancy Pants here. She's been to <laughs> Hawaii. <laughs> you know how far west I've been? California. California. We stopped there on the way to Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) Not only in the airport. (laughs) Only in the airport, she says. (laughs) Only. (laughs) Uh, But I think there... You're you're talking about animation. I think this movie is very aware of the strengths and benefits of 2D animation in a lot of ways. Like, I think about, like, the, the tattoo Maui. Yeah, no, it, it's very aware that it is an animation, and that's what makes it fun. Yeah, it doesn't, like, try to... It it knows what it can do with the medium, you know? But, like, like Disney's also famous for that kind of thing. For, like, kind of being aware of, like, the medium. Yes. Like, just thinking back to, like, Aladdin and, like, mm. Genie. But, um, at one point he's like, yeah, you're a princess, you're wearing the dress, and you're, <laughs> you're the son of a chief. <laughs> well, yeah, I think... I can't think of another princess movie that follows the, uh, the, what's it called? That follows the hero's journey as directly. Like, she literally goes down into the underworld to get the, to, to get, like, a special power at one point. She rejects the call. She loses her mentor. Like, yeah, there's just, it no love so interest. But it's so, yeah, and it so perfectly maps onto it. Mm-hmm. But in a way that it is absolutely commenting on it. Because Moana is under the impression that she needs to make Maui go on his hero's journey when actually she's on the hero's journey the entire time. Like, and Maui is also going on his own hero's journey. Like, he rejects the call. It's it's like he's kind of in the middle of his when she shows up, which yeah. I think is pretty fun. Um, like stor- But storytelling-wise, it's, like, aware enough that, like, we can look at it, but it's also still structured in that way so that any viewer can come in and enjoy it regardless of having that previous knowledge, you know? Like, right. it does hit hit it beat for beat and it, to, to borrow a term from TV writing, it like lampshades that. It like puts a little lampshade on it to, to like let you know. It's like, yes, we know. She's she's a girl on a quest. She's, she's going to get the sacred elixir. She's going to save everything. And it's like, it still works. Still works. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um... I think also, so like we're we're talking about how it's very much aware that it's animated and it's taken from two D. There are also things that it learns from live action. Like I feel like this is one of the more camera aware three D animated movies that I've seen seen in a while. You yeah. know, like there's a lot of good camera movement rather than just like straight on shots and stuff like that. It has what I tend to call the J.J. Abrams or Battlestar Galactica camera zoom you did at that say one point. that yeah yeah at the uh, the teka when when it's like zoomed out and then it like shakily zooms in on the uh, spiral in the middle of in the middle of the uh, of her chest and mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's one of those shots that like 
sometimes I love it and sometimes I feel like it's overused. Like, I think J.J. Abrams maybe overuses it a little bit too much in the, in the Star Trek movies especially. I think he used it a couple of times in the Star Wars movies that he did. But definitely more notable in Star Trek when he's like far away from the sh- ship and then he shakes the camera and zooms directly in on the ship to like demonstrate what's happening. But I think it can be useful in that those kind of like fight scenes like what like those big bombastic action scenes to like really draw your attention to what's important in the scene because in a way you're seeing it through the character's eye because like you're seeing you're watching moana like she her eyes aren't zooming in but she is focusing on that spot and then you see it the way it's used in like battlestar galactica which is just this an establishing shot which is one of my favorite things because it's well because the point of that it in, in Battlestar Galactica and in For All Mankind, which is produced by the same oh man, the same person, which Please is why they have a lot of the point. same shots. Well, they always use it. They When they're not using it in action scenes, they use it in the middle of space to show this is the vastness of space. Now, this is one tiny point within it. And it really emphasizes just how alone the characters are in the middle of it. And, like, it always, that's what it does. It draws emphasis to, like, the scale of what you're looking on. Mm-hmm. looking at you so like even with Tikka, it's like it's this big bombastic island monster and zoom in on her, sh- on her chest it's like and that that's when you realize oh but no this is actually a broken a broken god essentially it like shows you the big scene and shows you what's important without denying your awareness of the larger scene it's one of my favorite pieces of camera language and you know what i say it's overused but i I geek out every time I see it, don't I? Like, yeah, yeah. Like we watched all of For All Mankind in like two weeks, and every single time they did that shot, I was like, "Babe, it's a Battlestar Galactica shot." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite like visual thing in this movie? Just like you're, you're more of an animation fan than I am. I, I like not not I to don't say know that if I, I'm more of a fan. I think I've just seen you've more. You've seen more. You've seen more of the Disney canon, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Or or watched it more often, maybe. Yeah. Like I have like little specific spots in the Disney canon that like I watched a bunch of times, but I feel like you've seen more generally. Like I watched the Aristocats so many times and Sleeping Beauty so many times. <laughs> And Mulan and the Emperor's New Groove so many times. <laughs> Those were like the four heavy rotation Disney movies for me. So like... I don't, I don't know if I can specifically pinpoint like what you're talking about. Like if there's like one particular visual thing that like really worked yeah. for you. Because I, I figured you would be really into the You're Welcome sequence. With the uh, with all the like paper craft that's like imitating two D and three D at yeah, the same time. Yeah, well, yeah, well. So the whole intro part where it's like the I don't know, it's like like it looks more like hand drawn animation, and it's got like all the tribal patterns. Oh, I really yeah, liked yeah. that part. I love like switching like mediums. Yes, like that. <sighs> um. Visually, I kind of just get lost in, like, enjoying the story most of the time. Honestly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, there's cute little Pua. There's Hey Hey sitting on fire. <laughs> I'm distracted by the animal companions. Well, the thing I think they did, I think they that this, like, we talk about Frozen some. Mm-hmm. I think that this movie was is more aware of its, like, heritage as a movie musical than Frozen was. Because I think they really upped 
the stylistic choices that they made in the musical sequences. Well, okay. This sounds really dumb, but Frozen didn't... Frozen didn't seem aware of, like, where it was. It was just kind of like musical songs. But, like, all all the songs in Moana had the, you know island kind of vibe to them not yeah, not but, saying like, they were all true like but there were a lot of like po- polynesian singers yeah. and yeah polynesian they incorporated the language and mm-hmm. really made sure to make you feel like immersed in that culture whereas frozen has a single song that has yolking right at the right. beginning and that's it yeah they didn't carry that through the whole movie mm-hmm. it could have been set anywhere that there's snow really yeah i think the arrangement is very good with mm-hmm. the songs, but I think the visualization of the musical sequences too is worth noting because I feel like it felt like they were taking a lot from like old Hollywood in by specifically like making a lot of the musical sequences big production numbers in a Which way. Which I kind of I wonder if they did more of that like the tracking thing where you like have an animated sequence and you play that while you're recording the music. Hmm. I know that was, like, a really big thing in old school, like, um, like, animation. Or I've seen videos of it, you know, just, like, seeing, like... Well, like, we watched... Being cognizant of what actually is happening on the screen, as as opposed to just inserting songs, like, in the middle. Well, like, I think about... And, listen, we all know about the problematic parts of Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. We're, we're, we're aware of those. Wait, what? The Siamese cat... Piano oh solo. yeah 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 but the visual style of that sequence generally you've got the entire like you've got the lights going the whole time the, the shade yeah. of, the, of it is switching a lot and that felt a lot like the tomatoa number like the back end of ah. shiny when they go to like the psychedelic light show mm-hmm. very good I, I like it a lot and i think using a way away as a montage song Mm-hmm. worked really well too like cutting in the, the pictures of her ancestors oh, we love a moving montage song yes and then, i don't think frozen had one of those and then your welcome is treated as the showstopper of course because you've got like the dancing maui and all the dancing like paper people too mm-hmm. staged like that and then like the i think the only song like is i mean consider the coconut has all that choreography <laughs> It's not called Consider the Coconut, but I'm always going <laughs> to call it Consider the Coconut. Shout out to Chris Jackson, my president. Wow. Um, and, but I think the only song that doesn't have, like, intricate choreography, it also lines up to, like, the kind of songs that wouldn't have intricate choreography and, like, set pieces in, like, a Broadway musical. Which is How Far I'll Go and all the reprises. Those are I Want songs. Mm-hmm. You know? And the I Want song is always the diva on the stage... By herself singing about what she's going to do. Yeah. Which is why it maps so perfectly onto Hero's Journey. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just... And that... Can I get into it? Can I get mad now? Uh-oh. City of Stars was garbage! It wasn't garbage. It wasn't garbage. But like... How? 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 <laughs> How? How? Just tell me. Tell me how City of Stars deserves more than how far I'll go. Like that. Well, well we know why. 
it's it's literally like maybe the best I want song I've ever heard. It's the vocal performance is on point. Ali Cravalho is so good. She her voice is so good. And her voice acting, like the mannerisms that she gets yeah, across. Yeah. No, I was I was thinking that when we were watching it. I'm like, this is a teenager. <laughs> like what? It's like the pr- every performance is going off yeah. in the booth. Like it's just oh, I'm it's like I'm impressed by this movie every time I see it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm even finding something new every time I see it. It's just Though I'm sure if I tried hard enough, if I looked hard enough, I would. But it's just... It's so effective. I don't know. I I cry every time. Literally. <laughs> like, with the with Rachel House as her grandmother, she's great. Uh. No child left behind. <laughs> <laughs> she's so funny. But she's like... Gets that emotion across too. Ugh. And the way that it, like, returns... The way that How Far I'll Go is used throughout the movie to symbolize Moana's progress. Like, how she returns to that melody every time. Yeah. It's... mm, The awareness of that. It's like, I can't... It's... It's it's like Frozen gave them permission to do big... to, To, like, base a lot around music. Yeah. And then it's like Moana was like, okay, so so Frozen was kid shit. Let's do a mute. Let's really do a musical. You know, let's. Well, I mean, that's what <sighs> Disney's been doing. But they, but okay, for a while they, it was like they took taking a break. You know, yeah. Tangled had after the Renaissance two songs in it, maybe. Right. I think I think it literally only has two Sorry. songs. I think it has. I saw the light. I know, like maybe three. Big fit. Like some people, some people really love Tangled. Tangled, Tangled it's is cute. Fine. It's cute, fun. It's it's like kind of classic Disney in a way. I guess. But and I not really. I get why people like it better than Frozen. It was kind of like their imitation of Shrek, honestly. I, I get why they like it. Be- why people, some people like it better than Frozen, though. Frozen. No. Frozen. You've got a Dina Menzel's vocal performance. I still like Frozen better. I don't know. I I would want to revisit Tangled, perhaps. But I mean, even just thinking about like. 101 Dalmatians. That one has like clear musical themes. Like, it, well, it has one song. It has more than one song, doesn't it? I think it only has one song. Well, they're playing jazz piano like the whole time. Well, well, well yes, yes. 101 Dalmatians is one of those movies that it's like you know Walt hated it, but like you because he hated the look of like the Xerox stuff. But that's what made it. It's so cool because it's because you can see the pencil lines and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's dirty and fun. Oh. Well, I hope you're ready to talk more about 101 Dalmatians because I'm Cruella. Oh, God. (laughs) The thing is, we know she can do an English accent because we saw the favorite, you know? I mean, I'm going to watch it. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to watch it. I mean, I'm more excited to see Emma Thompson just go off as a villain S. Like, but I just like, it it is, it, it is bad it does feel bad that the trailer's like note for note the Joker, right? <laughs> like that's not a good omen. <laughs> like, and like it's probably not even gonna have a scene as good as the send in the clown scene, the one bright spot of the Joker. 
when the finance bros beat the crap out of Joaquin Phoenix singing Man. Send in the Clowns. We don't need to go there. This is Moana. Isn't it rich? And you know, why don't we just take that thought right on to the concession stand? Hey, Alex, you love Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Wanna listen to a new Harry Potter podcast? No. Oh. But Sorted is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Cool. What does that mean? It means we're gonna sort things. Ash Ketchum's a Slytherin. Shrek's a Gryffindor. Your dog is a Hufflepuff. And all Ravenclaws are robots. Come check out Sorted, not a Harry Potter podcast. On the Pocket Podcast Network. Okay. Maybe next year. What? Don't worry about it. People will get it. What? People will get it. Get what? That I spent the entire ad break singing Send in the Clowns. <sighs> this is what... Y- you're the one who said, let's do a movie podcast. You're the one who said, you know what we should do? Hmm. We should listen. We should watch all our movies. You know, that was years ago. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> do you want to rate the movie? Do I want to rate the movie? Yeah. Do, do you? <laughs> of course. You go first. I go no! first all the time. I go first every time. We surely time. missed details on this movie, right? Oh, yeah. Meh, I mean, nothing. we didn't even talk about the uh, all the sailing stuff. I loved the sailing stuff. The I'm going to be honest. The naval battle with the Kakamura <laughs> did... Master and Commander. I vibes. did just want to go watch Master and Commander. Yeah. Listen, oceans are now battlefields, okay? Oh my gosh. <sighs> it's a perfect movie. Okay, but you know what I think of a lot? How they had the one shipwreck with Pua on it, and then, like, Pua's afraid of the water, so that's why he doesn't go on the big journey. Yeah. It's an important point. It is an important point. <laughs> I just point. want everyone to know that. It's also... Because Pua sub- is the cutest animal in that movie but it's also like subverting the animal companion trope in a way yeah because the princesses always have like a useful animal companion of some sort and instead they give them the, <laughs> the most useful who useless who eventually does prove to be kind of useful animal companion hey hey who is yeah. hilarious played by alan tudyk just so skillfully he went to juilliard i i'm stealing that from the one video of him making chicken noises and then saying i went to juilliard <laughs> Wow. I love this movie. Now rate it. Oh no. Out of what? I I don't care. Rate it. You don't care. Pork coconuts. Coconuts. Stingrays. Fine, stingrays. Um. Rate it. I want to hear your unbiased, unaffected (laughs) by me rating. I have my number in my head and I'm not changing it. Now you rate it. Okay. 4.5 stingrays. Nice. 4.75 stingrays. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I could give it a 5. I thought about it. But like... No. It's like... it. It is like a very close to perfect movie. Yeah. And I wish there was more of it. I feel like the pacing is like a little messy between... Like... I feel like I feel like they don't do enough with the monsters. 
Like, I'm shocked there's not a sequel, but also kind of grateful. Is there not a sequel in production? I don't think so. I mean, I've, I've kind of been hoping that there would be a sequel. Yeah, Honest. but they never pan out right. No, as as Frozen 2 evidences. No, uh, oh, Moana series is in development along with other animated series in development for the street. I mean, it kind of makes sense since they're going from island to island. But yeah, also, Disney animated series based Meh. on movie properties are Meh. never great, you know? Yeah. <sighs> it's fine. I don't know. Maybe we'll get Chris Jackson, Chris Jackson, back in in action though. That's the other problem. Oh, serious. Oh, up on the. Oh gosh, <laughs> I forgot. Okay, we love this movie. It's a very good movie. Certainly gonna watch it again sometime soonish because this is one that I that I love to come back to. We're a part of the Pocket Podcast Network. You can find it on pocketpodcastnetwork.com. Other shows include... Cult Classics. Sorted. Green Mountain Mysteries. Them's the Facts. You can find those and other great shows on PocketPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or wherever they are sold. If you've got some extra time and feel like navigating... Or if you're on an iPhone and this is easy for you. Or if you've got some extra time and feel like navigating the mm. byzantine realm of rate itunes and subscribe yeah we would love it if you could rate and review us on itunes it makes a lot of difference for podcasts Just follow us and subscribe to us on like whatever platform or you're tell on. us what you don't like i'm i'm up for any kind of feedback yeah tell us what you hate about this show <laughs> and still rate us five stars please <laughs> <laughs> our intro and outro music is by Organ Machines. It's Oil Waves off their first EP, Parallels, which you can find literally wherever you get your music, including Deezer, as Chris likes to point out on our show. Did he make that site? What is that? No, Deezer is like an actual music site. I've never heard of it. Not real. I hadn't until Chris started talking about it, but apparently he gets royalties from it every month, so. Oh, of course. What else? Anyway. (laughs) So, until next time, this is Home Viewing. I'm John. And I'm Bethany. Don't buy any, any more, more DVDs. DVDs. This is never how you knew it. Nobody looks at it that way but you. We all saw him drowning, but you were the one with the blood on your hands. Sing it, I never saw the Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.